0: Well, hey there, my friend. Happy New Year. It's Miriam Schulman here. I am so excited to have a fresh new year and everything that's going to be coming our way in 2024. So the last time I recorded an episode, I was feeling apprehensive. I was just about to leave for Costa Rica. And I want you to know that the trip was amazing. I will be recording a podcast episode about that soon because there were a lot of lessons in it for you and I did start writing my next book. So some of the lessons will be incorporated in the next book, but you as my podcast listener, you always get my wisdom first. I don't know if you realize that a lot of the wisdom that is in my first book, Artpreneur, is in the podcast and came out months, in fact, years before the book came out. So anyway, that will be coming soon. But today, I wanted to celebrate my friend Tracy Atsuka has a book out. It came out on December 26. Her book is ADHD for Smart Ass Woman, How to Fall in Love with Your Neurodivergent Brain. So since the two of us are so busy, me with all my things, her with all her things, I thought the best way to support her and her book was to bring this episode out from the archives. We recorded this in 2021, and I know you're going to love it. Tracy is one of my dear friends. We're truly friends in real life. We have hung out in real life. I do love her. And as of this recording, I have not read the book yet because I'm recording this before December 26th. I did order it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And when things calm down for the two of us, I am sure we'll have Tracy on the podcast to really dig into the book and talk about that. But until then, enjoy this encore episode.
1: It's the
2: Inspiration Place Podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place Podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman.
0: Hey, it's Miriam here, and I just had to hop into the podcast studio and record this because Tracy's book, our guest for today, Tracy's new book called ADHD for Smartass Women" has just been named Book Riot's top self-help books for 2024. This book is a direct, no-nonsense guide, for women who have been left out of the conversation for so long when it comes to ADHD. In fact, many women don't even know they have it or they don't realize they have it until they're adults. So this book is not about making you feel bad about being ADHD, but it's about falling in love with your ADHD brain and making it work for you. Inside the book, you'll dive into real life stories Practical strategies and Tracy's own journey with ADHD. It's packed with advice that's easy to digest and apply, making your daily life more fun and your goals more achievable. So, whether you're having trouble navigating work, your relationships, or like I said, maybe you're wondering if you have ADHD, forget the stereotypes, forget the stigma. This book is a celebration of what makes you different and maybe special, and how that can be your biggest strength. It's about turning too much into just right. So, if you want to get your hand on this book and the amazing bonuses that Tracy has packed in, go to ADHD for forward slash book to order and get the free bonuses like a workshop series with Tracy. I know you're going to love it. I'm going to be doing it too. So ready to turn the page on making 2024 your best year ever. Your journey starts with this book. And now, on with the interview. Today's episode is pretty interesting. It's an episode about ADD women or artists, not necessarily women. It is about ADD by ADD folks. You're going to love it. In this episode, you'll discover how ADHD, imagination, and creativity are linked why you're successful because of your ADD rather than in spite of it, and finally, a procrastination buster to get you tackling your biggest goals. Today's guest is a lawyer, entrepreneur, and certified ADHD coach. She's the host of the number one podcast and Facebook group, ADHD for Smart Ass Woman, When her son Marcus was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 12, she met with a psychologist to learn more about the diagnosis. Instead, she was told to reduce her ambitious son's expectations so he wouldn't be disappointed in life. That's when she made it her mission to change the conversation around ADHD. She works with women who are quick-witted, high-ability, entrepreneurial, and see their symptoms as more positive positive then negative. Please welcome to the inspiration place, Tracy Atsuka. Hello, Tracy. Welcome to the show. I love your red lipstick.
1: Well, I love yours too. It's my ADHD brain, but I went back to kind of look at what our discussion was about. Like, what did you want to talk about? And I see that Jen said, oh, you might run into Miriam because she has a son at NYU too. And I'm like, I never saw that.
0: Yeah. That's You're like junior. my Yeah. Wait, is your, your daughters are juniors?
1: No. So my daughter just graduated in 2020 and she's now working in New York City. My son is still there. He's going to stay for the summer. So he's going into his sophomore year. He just finished his freshman year online, basically, but he was back there. He decided he was going to change majors. So he's going into economics. So he had to take this math class in order for him to be able to take all the other economics classes. So yeah, he's there.
0: We have very expensive Zoom college happening in our dining room and even more expensive Zoom Apartment College. That was the spring. Like we said, okay, you can move back into the city.
1: Totally. I was like, really? Why did we agree to this? This is so stupid. Where do you live, Tracy? California. And I just moved. So I just was back there with my husband and we moved our kids. They're in the West Village. They're two blocks from each other in separate apartments, one bedrooms. And I'm just like, I think we need to rethink this. I know. Why didn't we just send them to SUNY
0: or what? What is the California system? Is really good, right? Yeah, it's very good.
1: My son's ADHD, and so he kind of got around in there around the back way using his music. But then once he was at Tisch in the program his sister had been in, he's like, "This is too weird for me. I want to go into economics." And we're just like, (laughs) you know how expensive it is, right? I'm not telling you anything you don't know. We're just like my husband and I are like, "Oh my God, please make this work." Because he went to three high schools in four years. He's smart as hell, but does his own thing on his own schedule. And we're just like, we just hope that he knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, my, my son is ADD, too. I was just like, please, dear God, just graduate. But like his freshman year, he missed an exam.
1: It's freshman like, year he, of college? Yeah. And he yeah. just slept through it? No,
0: no. He thought it was Wednesday.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> that is so. Like I do that. Sorry, you know. I know,
0: you know you're
1: spending that much
0: money, <laughs> but but you know he doesn't call to say what happened. He calls me to say I made a mistake coming to this college and I need to do a different oh, yeah. college, right? And like, and then I finally get it out of him. What happened? It's like, no, that's not what's happening yeah. now. You are going to go to your advisor and sit on his doorstep and beg yeah. them to let you take
1: it. Yeah, the
0: exam was two days ago, you know, it's like, Oh,
1: God, you know, but as long as they know that he he's ADHD, I would think that they well, would have I mean,
0: we didn't really not that we were hiding it or anything. You know, it's interesting when I read your bio, the way you describe like, oh, when your son was diagnosed and somebody said, oh, he has to do stuff that was limited. That was never, ever my attitude around it. I just like, well, of course you are. So am I. My whole right. family is like, of course. Yeah. What's the big deal? Different brain. Yeah. And I fully am all in, which is why I'm so excited for this conversation today. I'm all in on your philosophy, how... ADHD, imagination, creativity are so tightly linked. There's very few artists who you will find who are not some form, some flavor of ADD. I mean, either they're hyper-focused, they're over-focused, they're only focused on art, but nothing else. So, you know, lots of different flavors that we come in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's define ADD and you have ADHD, but so I'm curious to know how you distinguish that.
1: Okay. So before I talk about what ADHD is, let's talk about what it's not. I know there are all kinds of like rumors running around, you know, there's no such thing as ADHD. It's part of modern society. We all have some ADHD in France. There is no ADHD. That is just all untrue. Every mainstream medical, psychological, and educational organization has concluded that ADHD is real and that those who have it benefit from treatment. I have to write the names down because I always forget. The National Institute of Health, the American Medical Association, the U.S. Surgeons General, the American Association of Psychiatry, the U.S. Department of Education, all of these organizations say that ADHD is a neurobiological condition. It just is. It's genetic largely. It's about as heritable as height. We have twin studies. We can see on brain image scans that the ADHD brain is actually a bit different and it affects anywhere from five to 10% of kids and 4% of adults. But I believe, and most people believe that number is actually higher because We used to think that kids outgrew ADHD, but we know today that they don't. It's just what happens is the overt hyperactivity that we typically see with kids, the hyperactivity kind of goes more internal and it becomes more hyperactivity of the brain. ADHD does not mean you're stupid. It does not mean you're slow or unmotivated. In fact, I will say that I think the ADHD people that I know are among the brightest people that I know, certainly in their specific area of interest. With ADHD, you may have trouble paying attention. You may have trouble controlling impulse, well, impulsive behavior, and or you may be overtly active, kind of like me. I'm always moving.
0: Now let's just clarify it because I know not every flavor of ADD has like hyperactivity, right? In terms of physical hyperactivity. it's interesting what you said about your mind can be hyperactive. It's like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. So and
1: especially with women, and this is the problem because ADHD looks very different in women, not all the time though. And this is why ADHD is so hard to diagnose because your ADHD may not look like my ADHD, may not look like my son's ADHD, may not, you know, look like my parents' ADHD every person's ADHD symptoms are a bit different. And for women who are two times more likely to be diagnosed as inattentive, their ADHD looks very different than what we typically think of that, you know, I don't know, 11-year-old hyperactive boy who's like climbing the walls and trying to crawl out of the, you know, window in school. With the inattentive ADHD, think of kind of that daydreamy girl of the classroom. Yes. (laughs) I'm describing myself. Yeah. They're not a problem. And so because they're not a problem, they're not a problem to the students around them. They're not a problem to the teacher or the administrators. They're just by and large ignored. And so for the longest time, we didn't even know, first of all, that girls could have any kind of ADHD, but we also didn't know about this inattentive form of ADHD. And just because your boys can be inattentive as well, that's the difference.
0: So my daughter is also ADD but she is overfocused rather than the other types which is actually that is the type you can't really medicate because people who are overfocused will get more anxious if you give them ADD medication. I only paid attention to the ones that were written on the IEPs or whatever they're called of my kids, you know.
1: <laughs> so has she ever tried medication?
0: Oh, yeah, it did not. It did not go well.
1: No, it
0: made it it more anxious because if you're over focused, then you're just going to be it's going to make you more anxious rather than help. Like the only time you can do other types of remedies for that, but not the traditional Ritalin or Adderall or those types of medications.
1: Well, and I wonder if it's the anxiety because, well, I can't take ADHD medication. It just makes me super anxious. And my son was the same way. And he tried all the regular stimulants, but then actually, I don't think he cares that I'm talking about this. That's what I'm wondering. Like I didn't
0: didn't ask my son's permission, but you know, I I talked about him on the podcast there today. I didn't ask him permission about that either. Like, you know, you're you're mentioned on the podcast, honey. Like, okay.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of what they get when their moms have podcasts, right? (laughs) I, I
0: try not to share things that are going to embarrass them, you know, embarrass my kids. Like that's like details. I'm going to personal details. If there's really something I feel, then I ask permission.
1: Yeah. So. Well, my son was on my podcast. Aww. Actually, the only boy other than Dr. Ned Halliwell that I've allowed on the podcast. And that was probably my favorite episode. As we discuss the power of reframing
2: our minds on today's podcast, It's crucial to recognize how this applies in every aspect of our lives, including our creative pursuits. Speaking of transforming our mindset, let's take a moment to explore the Artist Accelerator program, a game changer for artists looking to elevate their careers.
3: I have found that the most beneficial has really been what's going on up here and learning things about myself. That was really eye-opening. The self-awareness has definitely grown. I'm impatient by nature I tend to want to just okay show me how I'll do it and then rush through it to get results but I'm finding slowing down has been way more productive and beneficial for me I think that was a huge takeaway for me with your coaching it's the slowing down and reflecting and then having you as a sounding board I don't have artists in my family I have doctors nurses engineers the, Mm -hmm. the typical so being able to speak to someone in a group of artists and like-minded people has been really eye-opening you also have a very no-nonsense coaching style which I love (laughs) I respond to that I really really appreciate everything Miriam
2: Grace's experience highlights the transformative power of self-awareness and tailored coaching in the arts now let's hear from Isabel about her journey in the program the
3: group was very, very um helpful in the way that we could see that we all feel vulnerable, even if we're not doing the same type of art. The substance of what I got from it is that you give practical tips, you give practical advice based on your experience and your knowledge. And that's what I was looking for, like. Don't give me BS for me. The mix of your practical coaching and the experience and evolution of everyone else in the group and, and that I could feel that I was I was not alone because it's a lonely job to be an artist.
2: Isabel's insights remind us of the importance of community and practical guidance in building her art business. Now, listen as Amy shares her transformation through the program.
0: Because when I first started in this contingent, I like had no clue what I was doing. And you just helped me hone in on it very quickly and just get after it. And I felt like I was all over the place. And now I feel like I'm on track. As you've heard from
2: Grace, Isabel, and Amy, the Artist Accelerator program is more than just a business coaching program. It's a journey of self-discovery, practical learning, and community support tailored for artists. If you're ready to take your art and mindset to the next level, apply now for the 2024 Artist Accelerator Program. Visit shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z to start your transformative journey. Remember, the change you're seeking in your art begins with a change in mindset. And now back to the Inspiration Place podcast.
0: So let's talk about why you could be more successful because of ADD rather than in spite of it.
1: Because I feel it's my superpower. Absolutely. It is totally my superpower. First of all, not always, but I can tell you and I share the energy. I have friends who are now talking about retiring, and I'm looking at them thinking, how can you retire? There is so much life left to live and so many things to do and to experience. And I know it's because of this boundless energy that I have. I don't need a lot of sleep, like most people do. In fact, I think that evenings are kind of a waste of time, certainly mm-hmm. the sleeping time, because I just, you know, there's always something new that I want to be learning. I think we are really spontaneous. When we can get into hyperfocus, we learn quickly, quicker than a, a neurotypical brain does. And a lot of that is because time doesn't usually mean anything to us. Not for everybody. My son is very time sensitive. I don't have a clue what time it is at any point. I have
0: three modes of time now, not now, not now. and oops, too late.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> Those are my three time channels.
1: Yeah. And when we are really involved in something that... So the, the real key is interest, right? We have these interests. Driven brains. So when we are interested in something, there is no stopping us. And I really believe, and I think I shared this with you, and it's a little bit controversial that I say this, but I think that, well, ADHD is on a spectrum. So it's like height or intelligence. It's not, you know, you're either ADHD or you're not ADHD in terms of the level of symptoms.
0: I always find that I get along better with women who are ADD as well, because we have, first of all, no one else is going to put up with us because,
3: you know, like,
0: but I like I really enjoy that high paced interaction, mm-hmm. like moving from one thought to the next and one creative idea to the next. Like I really in- like you said, that energy is something that I enjoy and I enjoy interacting on that level.
1: Do you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely know what you're talking about. And I bet you we share in common the experience that I had with young children where I'm sure my friends just looked at me. I'm sure. Cause they told me and they just thought I was nuts. It was like, would you just calm down? <laughs> and could we focus on this one thing? Because I would just be bouncing off the walls from one thing to another. And it, the energy wasn't high paced enough for me. You know, it's like retiring. It's like, I was never, I was always doing something. I was never, it couldn't just be about the kids. There always had to be something else that I was working on. That is just what made me happy. And it's also what made me, I think a better parent, Hmm. right? Versus if I was not able to do these things that I really wanted to do, I think I would be resentful.
0: Hmm. Interesting okay so yay add women okay but what about entrepreneurship because it seems like it would be something that would hurt us as entrepreneurs because of our propensity to either procrastinate or where i see it hurting myself actually is sometimes too many good ideas can be a negative because focusing on that one thing fully and taking that to the highest level is a better success driver than switching to something else and something else. Does that make sense, It
1: Tracy? totally makes sense. But I think what the key is we have these interest-driven brains. And I think that when we are bouncing off the walls and oh, bright, sparkly, and especially if you're talking an online entrepreneur, right? We could procrastinate until the cows come home. But the deal is, if you know what you are really interested in, what you value, what's important to you, what your strengths are, and what your passion is, so that little, the center point where all of those diverge and meet, And if that's what you're practicing and working on, you're going to have less of a struggle with all the bright sparkly. I think with the ADHD brain, when we have the most problems with the bright sparkly is when we're not in that little area where everything meets for us as far as our values, our strengths, our passion, and frankly, our purpose.
0: Yeah. So you said like online business
1: is especially difficult for creative brains. Could you elaborate on that? I've got to tell you that I've had a number of businesses. I'm thinking of, I had a high-end women's wear company, 60% of our business was Saks, Neiman's, and Nordstrom. All I had to do was design four collections a year. We had to take photographs with models in the garments and we would get the photographs. We would have our graphics people put them on a postcard and then we would go show up at the shows. That was really all I had to do. And it sounds like a lot, Versus when I went and started my online business, I have never felt so incompetent. And I think the reason I felt so incompetent was there was so much to learn. I'm not naturally tech savvy. I'm good at tech now, but I had to learn it all. And there were all these new things that were coming up in tech, you know, that involved online businesses that I I would learn. And then it would constantly be ratcheted up because it was constantly changing Mm. to stay on top of all that. I just felt like a failure. Honestly, it wasn't until I figured out, no, who you really want to concentrate on are ADHD women. And I started really talking about it. You've got to be visible, right? You have to, in order to be visible, You're talking about what it is that's of real importance to you. And once I made that connection and realized that the work that I was doing could really help these women and it could change their lives, then that became the focus of everything that I did. And it really started with the podcast. So once I was able to get the podcast to be the central focus, everything else has fallen into place. But the truth of the matter is we need help. We cannot do everything. And I do think that I'm a perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist, and that's a very common ADHD thing. And so nothing was ever good enough. So it was always up to me to make sure that it was better. And so what ended up happening is I ended up doing a lot of stuff. You can't run a business where you're doing everything.
0: You really can't. I think that is something that slowed my growth down a lot is actually I am tech savvy and there were things I could do that I maybe I shouldn't have been doing. And I'm starting to see much more accelerated growth now because I've been letting go of the reins in many areas. Like even graphics, I thought, oh, well, I'm an artist. Of course I'm going to make my own graphics. No, you're not. Yeah. Because you don't have a degree in graphic design and you don't do it all day long. So somebody who does something all day long is always going to be better than somebody who does something once in a while. And, and with Facebook ads, I was doing my own and I was oh, yeah. good, but
1: it changes every day. I mean, it's like, it's ridiculous. So, well, and the thing is, you may be good at it, but how long does it take you to do because you don't do it every day? I gave it all up. Yeah.
0: Your business is much better because of it, right?
1: 100%. And I need to give more up. Absolutely. I find that the more I give up, the better it becomes because then I'm spending my time in the areas that I really have an interest in. And because I have an interest in, I'm naturally gifted at it, you know, versus trying to be better because I know design or, you know, because I know fashion somehow, then I know graphic, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Like only I can do the Canva. (laughs) All right, it's so ridiculous. And the (laughs) more you hire people, the more you realize that, oh crap, I guess they are much better than I am.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like, why was I doing that myself all this time? I'm not detail-oriented. But this oh, I am. Well, he, I no, that's, that's a sin. I'm not good at it, but I will notice a typo. Yes. If there's a typo on your website and you want someone to find it, call me up, because I will. Yeah. Start like, I will find it.
1: Off. Yeah. yeah, right. It's like, oops. I'm sure I just drive people nuts.
0: No, I'm silently correcting everyone's grammar and... Yeah, finding their like wrong use of homophones everywhere.
4: If you've ever whispered to yourself, but can I make a living doing this? You're in the right spot. The ultimate blueprint for creatives to get seen, heard and paid well. If
3: business isn't your favorite part of sharing your art, this is the book for you. Miriam breaks down the fundamentals in a way that's easy to understand and paves a clear path to success so you can focus
4: on what matters most. That was Jennifer Kim talking about Miriam Shulman's groundbreaking book, Artpreneur. But here's the thing. A book can change your perspective, but sometimes we need a little more hands-on help.
0: Over the last 20 years, I've built a multiple six-figure art business, and I've helped countless of other artists do the same. Yet, there are still so many of you wondering why you can't seem to break through. And the truth The traditional gallery system and the so-called gatekeepers of the art world are becoming obsolete. With the right tools and guidance, anyone can thrive as an artist. Yes, that means you.
4: Introducing Miriam's art business coaching program, The Artist Incubator Experience. Think of it as your GPS to navigate the art world.
0: That's why I created the Passion to Profit Framework, to turn your love for art into a profitable business. We can work together to build your email subscriber list, attract high-end commissions, and get more of your work into the world. It's not about procrastinating or adding more to your plate. It's about what works. Real, strategic, inspired action.
4: So if you've ever wanted to sit down, coffee in hand, and get the real insights on how to turn your art into a sustainable business, the Artist Incubator is for you.
0: I believe in you. And I believe in the art you create. So let's show the world what you've got.
4: Find out more at shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z as in biz. And don't forget to check out the book Artpreneur for a deep dive into the mindset and marketing of a successful artist.
0: Let's move back to some of these strategies. So I know one of the biggest blocks for especially my artist is what we brought this up before was is the procrastination and that's because of that sense of time either something is now or not now and that feeling that it's not now leads to procrastination but I think you probably have other reasons why ADD people tend to procrastinate more
1: yeah and and the thing is what they tell us is it's fear and I remember thinking I'm not scared. (laughs) This is stupid. You know, it's something that I've been procrastinating for a week on and it could be done in 30 minutes. I'm not scared of that thing. For us, especially us hyperactive, (laughs) it tends not to be fear. The problem is time and emotional regulation are connected. They're linked in our brains. And that's why time blocking doesn't work for us because we don't know if we're gonna feel like doing it when it's on that calendar. And so planning with an ADHD brain, I don't know about you, but I tried one planner after another for years, for decades. Planners just didn't work. And it was because of this idea that I just don't know if I'm going to feel like doing it when I say that I'm going to put it in my calendar. The real key, though, for us... It's positive emotion. For the ADHD brain, I would say the creative brain, it's all about positive emotion. So whatever we can do to build positive emotion into anything that we're trying to get done, the better we are going to be able to get it done. The reason why that's true is because positive emotion, when we feel good, that is what increases our dopamine. And that's what we're lacking in our brains. We're just not making enough dopamine. When we increase the dopamine through positive emotion, guess what happens? It also controls our motivation. So Mm -hmm. they're all integrally linked. The other thing that really works is it's all about action. Doctors Ned Hallowell and Dr. John Rady, they wrote the Bible of ADHD called Driven to Distraction. And in, I think it was February or January of this year, they came out with their new book after 15 years called ADHD 2.0. And I always had this sense, I called it post final depression, where I would be done with finals. I coined this term in college. I would be done with finals and all of, you know, my friends and I, we were, we would talk about, okay, what are we going to do once we're done with finals? We had all these plans. They would be done with finals and they were so excited. And I would be like, is this all there is next? But I didn't know why I was like that.
0: I have so many questions to unpack with everything you're saying.
1: Can you relate to that?
0: Yeah, I have I have two modes, working and sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a real trouble learning to relax. We have this now this this weekend home, and my husband goes out there. My son would argue he has trouble relax my husband has trouble relaxing too, but my husband will go outside and he will play with his farm toys which is really working because he's basically coming up with projects for himself to do cutting branches. He says it's relaxing. I guess it's relaxing because he says it's relaxing, but I would, I would argue it's probably work also, but I wanted to unpack a couple of things you said back there that were super important. The first thing was about managing your mind and with the fear, what I find that happens with my artists is they procrastinate because they have some unprocessed fear but they're not experiencing it as fear what they're experiencing is they have discomfort and so their brain is coming up with all kinds of reasons Mm -hmm. why whatever it is they want to do may not work
1: and I was starting to go there and then you know brain it is all about action when I would have this post-final depression and I mean it just kind of and and it wasn't real depression but it was just the sense of god there's got to be more there are new studies out now they're not that new but they're reasonably new about these two networks in the brain the default mode network and the task positive network the task positive network lights up when we're in action the default mode network however is we're in action and we stop what it is that we're doing and we rest or we complete what we're doing post-final depression Or we're working really hard, and in the ADHD brain, the network is glitchy, so all of a sudden, we drop into what they call the default mode network or the demon network. Now, the default mode network is the seed of the imagination, but it's also where rumination lives. This is what happens to the ADHD brain. We'll be working away, and then all of a sudden, we'll drop into the default mode network. We'll start ruminating about all the reasons we can't do this, we can't get it done, we're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. The antidote to this is to jump back up into the task-positive network because when you're in the task-positive network, you're working away. And so that means you don't even have time to be in your brain to be thinking. How do you get into the task-positive network? You get into action. Those students of yours that are struggling with starting and they're all in their head, they've got to learn how to control their own dopamine. And the way they do that is they get into action, even when they don't feel like it. Because that first time that they realize that I have control over my brain and getting into action, that is then what will propel them to start using it every single time. Either they don't feel good, they're kind of, you know, anxious, they're a little depressed, they don't feel like starting because they will learn how to control that. Does that make
0: sense? It does, which is why actually I do use time blocking, and there may be a nuance between the way I do it and the way you're, you do it. So the way I do it is I will write down a time that I plan on doing something. And what I put in that block is the result that I want to achieve during that time. Mm-hmm. So for example, that block at time doesn't say work on the business. It doesn't say work on the website. It would say something very specific like, write the about page like that is the result so i'm driven by the goal of having that result done and that's what's driving me and that's what makes the time blocking work for me because everything that's on my calendar is results driven
1: you've connected the action to your intention one thing i do want to say miriam is the struggle with the adhd brain is again, what works for you may not work for me. Mm. So I can be talking about all kinds of things that work for me, it may not work for you, and vice versa. You have to figure out what works for you. All our lives, we've been told, well, this is the way you need to study. Well, this is the way you need to deal with whatever work thing needs to get done. This is how you need to plan. And the reality of it is, you don't know if it's going to work for you. Doing it their way hasn't worked, so now you need to sit down and figure out, well, what does work for you? And so you back it up and you start with, okay, there was that one day where I really didn't want to do X, but I got it done. What happened? What was different than all the times I couldn't do it? Did I exercise beforehand? Did I go walk out in nature beforehand? Was I there with a friend and they were working on something while I was working on something? You have to kind of put the puzzle together for yourself. I mean, clearly, ADHD brains are happiest when we're in action and when we're creating. Like, if you sit back and you think about, when was the last time I was really happy? Chances are, you were creating something. I don't care if it's art or a business or, you know, anything. And then when you think about, okay, if I feel like crap right now, well, when's the last time I actually created something? I bet you the chances are that you're going to say, I really haven't in a while. And that's part of what's going on. I mean, I think of art and creativity as therapy because, well, we, we know there's art therapy, right? It calms the nervous system down. So that is probably the most important thing that we can do for the ADHD brain is, again, to look for where is the positive emotion? Because what you want to link is positive emotion increases your dopamine, and when you have more dopamine, you feel better and you're more motivated. So a lot of people think that, oh, well, motivation just kind of shows up, right? I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Am I going to feel like I'm motivated? No, not today. Okay. What about the next day? No, not that day either. And that's not how it works. Motivation yeah. comes from action. So you can motivate yourself by getting into action, any kind of action. Backend it, right? Because once you get into action, whatever that action is, you've increased your positive emotion, which means you've increased your dopamine. Now, what is the next thing you can do to increase your positive emotion a little bit more and just keep going up that ladder?
0: I love that. We
1: can control it. That is the biggest key. It's not something that you just wake up one day and you should be motivated or you're not going to be motivated. 100%
0: 100% I agree with that. Okay. So you have some apps that you find are helpful for distracted brains. What are they?
1: Okay. So the number one thing that I love is my Datix cube. Have you seen this? No. Okay. So this is a great procrastination buster. I have days where, okay, I hate to long form, right? Taking what's in my brain and outlining it on a piece of paper. And then I've got blah, to get myself to just sit down and focus on that long enough is a struggle. So this is the deal that I strike with myself. All I have to do is is, this is a form of the Pomodoro method, but the Pomodoro method doesn't work for me. So the Pomodoro method is you work for 25 minutes and then you have a five minute break and then you work for another 20. And there's all these apps, you know, on the phone or whatever that you can get. Then you work for another 25 minutes. Once that's done, you get a five minute break. So if I work for 25 minutes and then I take a five minute break, I'm never going to go back. Because my problem is starting, but once I start, I never stop. So this is how I start. This does not require me going into my phone. It doesn't require me looking at the clock. All I do is I literally, I sit down and you got to get out of your head and you've got to get into action. So I sit down at my desk and I'm like 25 minutes and I'm not even allowed to think about it. I just have to do it. And so what this little thing does is it counts down.
0: That's beautiful. Okay, so I'm going to describe it for people who are listening to the podcast and do not have a visual. So it's a cube. It has numbers on the different sides. I'm assuming that you can pick a different amount of time if you wanted to. And it's basically just a timer, but it's not part of an app. So there's 10, 20, 25, and five. It's like a fancy kitchen timer, yeah?
1: Yeah, but see the key with this, with the ADHD brain, it's gotta be easy in, easy out. If I have to go fumble around in my phone and I'm looking for the app and, oh, there's Instagram and then someone's texting me, I'm never going to get to it, right? Yeah. Versus this is easy in, easy out. This cube sits on my desk and all I have to do is literally flip it on its end and it starts to count 25 minutes down.
0: That's beautiful.
1: So everything we do with the ADHD brain is about easy in, easy out. Planners, it's the same thing. Think about a typical planner. If you struggle with planners, every time I need to write something down, I've got to go into the right month, then the right week, and then the right day. Who the hell has time for that? No. So, what I have on my desk, one page, it's on cardstock, and that is what I use for the whole week. Again, easy in, easy out. If I think of something, I write, you know, it's right there to just grab. It's not me rifling through a bunch of pages. And so, with this planner, I have literally not missed a day in almost two years. I was never able to use a planner for more than, I don't know, a couple of weeks.
0: I love my planner, but I'm ready to design my own because it doesn't quite work the way I want it to. Why isn't there more space here for what I need and less space over here for what I don't need? I don't like it. My kids make fun of me because I usually will buy not usually, but often I have bought more than one per year because I'll start a planner and oh, decide yeah. it doesn't work. Totally.
1: Absolutely apps, bear app. Do you use the bear app? No, bear as in the animal or bear as in I'm naked? No, as in the animal. I think it's $15 a year. My favorite, is it my favorite app? It's one of my very favorite apps. Again, I'm going to tell you why it's so great. So I save everything on the bear app, literally everything from a podcast idea, a guest I want to have on the podcast The paint colors that I used in my son's room five years ago when I redid his room. Plants that I planted in the garden. And so if I need to replace them, I want to remember what the hell was that plant called? Everything that I can possibly save is in the Bear app. And the beauty of the Bear app is there are no files. Because when I'm trying to remember where I put something, I can't remember what file I filed it in. With the Bear app, you just throw it on there and then when you're looking for whatever it is that you're looking for, you search in the little search bar and there everything comes up that's like, oh, I don't know, Marcus's bedroom colors. I never lose anything anymore because of the Bear app. You can take photographs and put the photographs in there, I'm trying to remember what I photographed recently and I stuck it in the bear so I wouldn't. Oh, it was like a, a concealer color. You know, I'm always, you know, I don't know, at the store and trying to remember, okay, what did I buy? What color was it? Now everything is in the bear app.
0: That's great. Yeah, I think I need that app for when I order food I don't like at a restaurant. I always yeah. wish there was an app for that because it's like. Oh, that's right. They overcook yeah. this. Why don't yeah. I remember that from last time I
1: ordered it? You know, I was like so disappointed. You can totally do that. I put, you know, when someone says, oh my God, this is such a great book. That's where I throw it. Or this is such a great movie. You've got to watch this movie. Or don't watch this movie. <laughs> Everything is in the Bear app.
0: The Cube, which what was the Cube called again?
1: It's called the Datex Cube.
0: The Datex Cube. Then we have the Bear
1: app and... I have a brand new app They call it designer email. And I was like, I'm not going to spend money for this. But somehow they hooked me and I tried it. And it's called Superhuman. It's an email application. It is the only way that I can achieve inbox zero. And I am blown away with how it somehow calls all the crap email that I get, pulls the ones that I really need to deal with, and then allows me to organize them, send them away until they need to come back, it is the best email application I have ever used. And I'm, I'm on it about six weeks now. And you know, initially when I started, I was like, I'm never going to, because you, there was these shortcuts that you have to remember with the keys on your computer. And I was like, I'm never going to remember this. And then it suddenly dawned on me, oh, command K and all the shortcuts are there. And that's how I learned them. And within, I would say three days, I was like, I cannot live without this designer email.
0: What's it called again? That one? It's called
1: Superhuman.
0: Awesome. Okay. I might have to check that out. And you, that's an extension type of app for Google or works on any email?
1: Well, I'm using it with Gmail, but I do think it, it's not an extension. It's an actual application. And then somehow you link it to whatever email that you're using. But if you feel just kind of over, because I did, completely overwhelmed with emails. I was missing emails that were important. I just always have felt buried by email and not on top of it. And I'm inbox zero every night now, Great. So it's given me a real sense of control.
2: (laughs) If you're an artist craving the in-person spark, where connections with fellow creators ignite and where proximity to Miriam Shulman can accelerate your art career, then Artpreneur Live in New York City this April is the event you've been waiting for. Listen to what artists had to say about their transformative experience. There's power in
3: being able to share focused time together with other artists and to be able to slow down to think about being an entrepreneur. Attending Miriam's New York City mastermind event boosted my confidence in building and sustaining a successful art business. I walked away with some clear next steps and a sense of camaraderie and a possibility that I didn't have going in.
2: Artpreneur Live Experience is happening April 4th, 2024 in New York City, and you don't want to miss it. To secure your spot, head on over to shulmanart.com forward slash IRL or check the link in the show notes. And now back to the inspiration place.
0: If you love all the knowledge bombs Tracy dropped here today, make sure you check out her podcast, ADHD for Smart Ass Woman. I'm sure you're going to love it. We've also included links to all these places in the show notes at shulmanart.com forward slash 146. And all right, Tracy, do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete?
1: You know, for every weakness, there is always a strength and ADHD is no exception. I have never met an ADHD woman who wasn't truly brilliant at something. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, these are among the most brilliant people that I meet. So please know that you're brilliant too.
0: Oh, thanks so much. All right, my friend. Thanks for being with me here today. I'll see you the same time, same place next week. Stay inspired.
2: Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course, on shulmanart.com. The voice impersonations used in the commercials within this podcast are artistic representations meant to share testimonials, reviews, and endorsements of the book Entrepreneur, Please note that these are not the actual voices of the individuals who provided the testimonials. However, all endorsements shared have been provided with permission for public use. We value authenticity and the trust of our listeners, and we ensure that all testimonials presented are genuine and used with consent.